here we are with a new episode of Pints and Pages. I'm Nick. I'm Brad. I'm Levi. And um, today is our first recording at um, Logan Tech. So we are, we're recording on new equipment. Um, we're recording on sophisticated equipment. <laughs> and um, we are um, going to discuss today um, comedians. We're going to talk about comedy today. So it should be a really good episode, I'm hoping. Um, I know I have my favorites, um, and I'm sure that you guys do too. So um, I'll start because I know everybody knows exactly where I'm going to go. Oh, yeah. And that is Burt Kreischer. Burt Kreischer is, is loves my favorite. He's my favorite. We just went on a Burt Kreischer cruise. Um, that was five days of comedy with Burt and his friends. We, um, we loved every second of it. It was great. Bert, um, Bert's comedy I relate with. He's got two kids that are uh, right around my kids' age. He's got um, he's got a wild and crazy life. Um, he's got stories for days. I love his comedy storytelling that he does, and he wraps it up with a joke. I love that some of his stories are true, um, like they're one hundred percent word for word exactly how his crazy shit happens. Um, and I just, his comedy is just phenomenal. I just, I enjoy him. Um, some of the other ones I enjoy are Dave Chappelle. Oh, I love Dave um, Chappelle. <laughs> Tom, Tom Segura. Um, I really used to enjoy way back when Mitch Hedberg. Oh yeah. Um, Mitch is on top of my list. Yeah. That is not what um, I'm familiar with. And then, um, Lewis Black, Dave Attell. Um, I've got definitely a list. We really didn't discuss this beforehand other than no. comedians. So I didn't really come in with like a top five or a top 10. I probably yeah. would be more closer to top 20 because I have several that I enjoy. Well, um, and I don't think any on my list are actually in an order. They're just like, they kind of made the list of the ones I like because it's, they all have different things that make me laugh. And yeah. Each yeah. day's, you know, going to require a little different laughter, I think. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, there are just some days where I have to turn Bert on and listen to like the story of him buying um, raffle tickets. No, um, I love I, that. I have to listen to his machine story, um, his flying dildos story, his fantastic. Um, and yeah, and there's just some days where I have to turn on and watch Tom Segura or Dave you Chappelle. You got to fall on his ass yeah. trying to dunk on a nine foot. Yeah, loop. and um, one of the new guys that I've been listening to, and he just had a special that came out, is Shane Gillis. I oh. love Shane Gillis's new special on Netflix. It's really, it's solid. He's um, got some really good jokes on it, but they, um, yeah, he's just, he's, and he's out with Bert, and they all seem to be friends. I think that's cool too. They all know each other, so. I was going to say, for the most part, it seems like almost, the whole comedy group at the or comedy scene at this point is friends with each other or at least friendly because yeah. they're all mixing up on tour and podcasts and yeah i love what they do with the podcast world where they're all uh, on each other's podcast and they all move around and they all like talk to each other and you know i'm i'm and no matter what it's a crazy hectic party <laughs> yeah i'm a big fan of chris de stefano sal volcano and um joe de rosa on the the hay babes and and um taste buds taste buds and they're always on 
somebody else that they're always on Bert's podcast or they're on Tom's or they're on Joe, um, even Rogan's like they just kind of float around. So it's, I love that they do as much as they do and they go back and forth. I think it's fun. I think it's fun for sure. So you guys got anything? Oh, I've got plenty. (laughs) One of my favorites that I don't hear a lot of people talk about, but I know he's been on, Bert's podcast is Daniel Sloss. He's from England. He is absolutely hilarious and kind of like yours, a lot of his story or kind of like what you were saying, a lot of his stories are true or barely embellished. It's just the crazy shit that's happened in his life. Yeah. Yeah. But he also, I do like a lot of the, not a lot, but people that have a message with their stand up, even though it's supposed to be jokes and laughs, there's a message or a broader it all ties together to be one big theme yeah stuff like that and he tends to have an overarching story that's going on throughout the whole thing okay all right that um who's the guy that does uh, who's the guy that co-wrote Chappelle show oh i couldn't give you that oh oh i know who you're talking about i watched one of his specials one of his special his specials always have a purpose and um he does he talks about some depressing serious yeah stuff. i think tony's gonna google it <laughs> yeah, he, yeah it's he was um like but he's Dave's got best friend so yeah you know, for the the time they were working on that crap he's together. yeah he's Great, got i've also never seen the Chappelle show so. uh, he's got yeah he's got some Neil Brennan, that's yeah. it. That's it. He's got some great comedy. His, and it wasn't even stand up, but one of the best things I've ever seen him do was when Chappelle got the Mark Twain Award for comedy. Oh. Um, Neil Brennan came out and like um, gave like, it, I, I mean, for lack of better terms, it was 10 minutes of a stand up. You know what I mean? But he comes out to talk about Chappelle and he talks about his time on the Chappelle show. They co wrote Half Baked, the movie that yeah. Dave oh, Chappelle okay. and Jim Brewer. And, well, Jim Brewer was one I wanted to talk about too. Later. And, um, and, um, Neil Brennan, there's, there's one part in it where Neil Brennan is like, he tells this story about how, um, they were right. He, he's like, um, I didn't write this skit, but it was something about Dave Chappelle and Oprah breaking up and Dave destroying a, the office because he was mad because Oprah broke up with him or something like that. <laughs> and Dave Chappelle actually yelled from the balcony, you wrote that skit and you know it. And he said, there, ladies and gentlemen, is the only time I'm going to get accredited writing for right, doing anything on the Chappelle show. You heard it from him. I helped write that skit. <laughs> so it was one of the funniest things I had heard. But he has some serious specials. Like he did that um, three mics where it was like funny depressing yeah and like serious like he he and his last special was really good but he's one of those ones that has a message when he's when he's talking so yeah and then along with daniel another one of my favorites who actually helped bring or get daniel known a little more in the america side of the comedy scene would be ari i love Ari. oh yeah i love how egregious and awful of a human he is yeah it gives me a good laugh and i don't care at whose expense really (laughs) yeah it's not happening to me and that sounds shitty but it makes me laugh so i can stand on the sidelines and laugh at it ari ari is yeah Uh, there's um andrew schultz 
I like Andrew also. He's one of those guys that takes um, risks, and he's a little bit vulgar at times, like uh, when it doesn't even need to be. That's, um, which I mean, is kind of like what me. Ari does, which is kind of what Ari does, but Ari will like go for the jugular where Andrew's like still trying to be kind of funny about it. Ari's almost trying to just be flat out mean. I was, so one of my favorite things that Ari does and as shitty as it is, is anytime a celebrity dies, he has to go to Twitter and just tell you how big of a piece of shit they were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He does do that. I mean, he, he got basically canceled for a little while because he did it to Kobe. Because he did it. Yeah, I remember that. That was, and and <laughs> I know that like Bert, none of the wives like him. Bert's wife doesn't like him. Well, Tom's wife doesn't Bert's like him. Bert's wife hates him because he drugged Bert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he has a tendency to drug his drug his friends, which probably isn't the best thing to do. I think if Although, you do it with Joey, Joey Diaz, I think route, Joey Diaz does that a lot too. But he only does it with edibles. He does yeah. weed. He's not giving people <laughs> Molly and other shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, say I I remember Joey Diaz, uh, Tom Segura telling that story of Joey Diaz, like giving him the capsules. Yeah, they 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 were gummies, and Tom he he told Tom they were ten, they were two five milligrams. They were tens. They're because he's ten milli Tommy. Yeah, and he they ended up being like two hundred milligrams, and Tom took them and like like thought that his arms and legs fell off on the plane ride home. Like he was like, I thought I was like. I thought my arms had like left my body. I didn't know where to find him at. And it, he was like, yeah. Have you heard the was... story of when Joey dosed Bert's dad? <laughs> no. He had, if, from what I remember, he had, uh, Bert had, had invited Joey over for Easter. And so after they had done like all the Easter celebration stuff, they were sitting out on out back of Bert's house with a fire going and Joey brought over medicated popcorn. And he just pops open this tin and starts taking handfuls and like he does with anything, hands it around. Well, he hands it to Bert's dad. And Bert's dad, without thinking about it, just grabs a handful, couple hands full, throws it back, and they pass it around. About 45 minutes later, he, uh, from Bert's perspective, was just blasted, talking about <laughs> every typical stoner thing like, do we belong on this universe? What's going on out there? All that kind of shit. And ever since then, apparently now he takes edibles. Oh. <laughs> yeah, once you break that, you know, barrier, try him. <laughs> wow, this ain't so bad. Yeah. They, yeah. And the, those guys are all friends, which I think is great, except for Ari. Well, I guess they're all friends with Ari. It's just Bert's wife doesn't like him. But, yeah. Even so. then, Ari's still questionable with a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But that's why I like him, even though he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I think I generally like about half of his bits. Like yeah. Half, the other half, I'm like, man. That's how Kyla is. Yeah. It's not, I tried to get her to watch the, his new special, which is just called Jew, because yeah. he is a Jew, and yeah. it's all about, not all about, I think he said it's like 95% Judaism jokes or information. And Kyla could not sit through that. Yeah. She was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah. He put it out on YouTube. I yeah. Bonus Pints is a craft beer and wine spin on the classic arcade. Located at 422 East Broadway in beautiful downtown Logansport, Bonus Pints is the anchor of the bonus building on the corner of Broadway and 5th Street. They have all your favorite classic arcade games and both classic and current pinball machines. Every Wednesday is trivia, and every Thursday and Friday there is live music. Come and bring your friends. The food, the music, the games, and the people. There is something something for everyone at Bonus Fights.
So yeah, they um you and and right now I think comedy is in a boom for sure. Oh yeah. Um with the amount of exposure they can get on Facebook, YouTube, um I guess between it's not all the Twitter, podcasts, not Twitter anymore, it's X, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Instagram, uh the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird thing to do. But they um I mean they just it's they they can get a lot of exposure. They they treat each other well, as far as I know. Once they get to a point, they grab each other, go out on tour. Yeah. Bert tries to do festivals with several different comedians. That way, a lot of them can get exposure to where they wouldn't get exposure before. Um, and they just all sit and watch each other's specials and laugh their asses off. I know they do that because I've seen them do it. Well, so. yeah. None of us were fortunate enough to catch Adam Sandler when he was nearby recently. Right. But the guy at work, uh, he went, and he had a great time, of course, and Rob Schneider came out there, I believe. But he said they went through half of the show, and they're just sitting there. And then next thing you know, uh, Adam Sandler's like kind of cracking jokes about the crowd and looking around and trying to make fun of somebody. And then, boom, it's Kevin James sitting in the middle of the crowd by himself, no no friends or family. He was just in a regular old seat, like just a few rows away from him. He's got a picture of him where he's just sitting there. The lady next to him didn't know it was Kevin James the entire fucking time that she was sitting <laughs> there. Yeah, and uh, like that'd be pretty cool. Cause so like some of those comedians, if you go to one of their shows, even if like there's big names hiding and they might, might not even be performing and stuff, I always think that's kind of, Cool yeah. to try to spot him out. Yeah. Yeah. That's when we were on the boat. Of course, you didn't have a lot to go. You were on a cruise ship, but you could see comedians like Big J. Okerson, you could see in Miss Pat's crowd. Like Miss Pat, you could see in, um, I think she was in the podcast crowd when I went to see the, po- the Burt cast with um Giannis and Mark Norman like you could see that like they went to each other's shows so that way they could they could see each other perform which I thought was cool I wish there was more uh opportunities to go watch comedy around here like you, you guys went to one the other night here in town yeah last night we yeah. went to Greg Hahn and and yeah. uh Willie Griswold but I, I know yeah. they do them down in Indy there's a comedy club cuz I've mm. I took Kyla and her mom and uh, to see Josh Wolf down there. Right. And I think there's one in Fort Wayne. But, yeah, no, I agree. I don't know that there's any in, like, Kokomo or Lafayette or anywhere oh, no. close like that. Yeah. I don't know. I want something a little more local, too, because I don't, you know, I'd like to have a couple of drinks or something, you know, and yeah. I don't want to worry about driving home. And, right. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. We haven't been to too many comedy shows lately. Yeah. Yeah, they're hard to get to, um, and they're big shows now. Like they're playing yeah. like arenas and theaters. Like they're not doing comedy clubs. Like they still do comedy clubs. Don't get me wrong, but around here when they're coming to tour, it's mainly the arenas. Unless it's yeah. some like I saw Josh Wolf, but he's a smaller comedian, not a small one, but not as big as the arenas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're Kevin Hart and your Burt Kreischer and your Jeff Dunham. They're gonna play. You know, I still the remember when house. Jeff Dunham came here in Logan Sport. Did he? I remember he traveled through here, at least. I remember seeing pictures because um, he went to the Batmobile thing. I thought he performed somewhere uh, close to here. I didn't know. I, it was probably just Indy. I didn't think he was Maybe down he in Indy. he bought a Batmobile. 
I think he there was mi- talk he, of it. He might have bought a Batmobile. <laughs> yeah. Did he? <laughs> it still throws me off that the Batmobiles, are, well, replica yeah. Batmobiles are made here in town. Yeah. Yeah. He missed an opportunity not calling that place Wayne Enterprises or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly. It's probably trademarked or copyrighted. Well, well, I don't know. Under, At this point, it should be like... Um, it doesn't go under free domain until 2025, this Batman and Superman stuff. Oh, so yeah. He can name it all kinds of shit here in a little bit. <laughs> but I also, I'm pretty sure he's in partners with DC, so I wonder if they yeah. throw a complaint with that. He He's licensed by DC. Yeah. Like he's the only person in the world licensed to make Batmobiles. Yeah, Batmobiles. Yeah. Which is still crazy. Yeah. That's someone that they need to start yeah. throwing on podcasts, that man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, comedians. Back to comedians. Yeah, yeah back to comedians. We always kind of linger on Batman <laughs> and comics, so we, we always hey, go back. I mean, we did start in a comic book store, so. Yeah. yeah, comics are kind of our thing, but yeah, back to comedians. How about the comedian and the watchman? There we go. We can talk about both. <laughs> we could. We could. <laughs> the watchman? What? The yeah. watchman comic? A, oh, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, the could, character kinda, called the comedian. More of an anti-hero type. Yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan played yeah. him in the movie. Yeah, he did a fantastic yeah. job. Yeah, played him in the movie. I thought I had that right. So yeah, I don't know. That one's over my head. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I guess for comedians, though, I always kind of tend the tend to like the... Uh, Simple, slapsticky, one-liner, kind of the older comedy. That, that was, was always my favorite. That was what Greg Hahn was last night. Yeah. It was like rapid-fire one-liners. Yeah. That Cheesy. Just, yeah. Oh, though. yeah. And they were funny, and they were still relevant. And even though a lot of them were, you could tell, had age on them. Yeah. But they were yeah. still Jokes relevant. They were still relevant. Um. Yeah, we talked about Mitch Hedberg a little bit. He was always really, like, he was one of my favorites because that's how he is. Everything was just, like, a, a couple sentences, and then you were, like, you had to laugh out of, like, really? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's that's where you were going with this? Yeah. That's stupid. He's got some of the best ones, too. Yeah. And he didn't, like, he wasn't around long enough to get, like, I get get what he probably deserved. I think he had like a 30-minute Comedy Central special. Yeah, he needed bigger stuff. But like, yeah, he just wasn't around long enough to get no. that. But he's got some of the best stuff. The whole Pringles can thing. Yeah. You know, they were supposed to be a... Ten- Do you think they were supposed to be a tennis ball company? And they just accidentally ordered potatoes and said, yeah. nah, fuck it, cut them up, put them in a can. Yeah. <laughs> that was the joke. That was like... The that was the whole joke. That, yeah. And he said it just like and that. And he said it just that quick and then moved on to the next. He, yeah. He had a joke about um, sometimes I get hungry for a bit. Like, baked potatoes take so long to cook. Sometimes I just throw one in the oven. At like two twenty five, because in like three and a half hours, I might be hungry for it. <laughs> like it was just like he he was he was funny. He was funny. I enjoyed him. I I I saw my mom and dad and me went to see. It was um, Mitch Hedberg, Dave Attell, and Lewis Black. It would have been uh, you know late nineties. So saw all three of them at the. Um, the Marat Theater. It was a good show. It was a good show. I, Dave, 
David Tell was a little more vulgar for my parents than what they right. were expecting. Yeah. But Lewis Black cusses, but David Tell is vulgar. <laughs> Vulgar's <laughs> the good way to be, in my yeah. opinion. But so, that's because yeah. I'm vulgar. Yeah. yeah, it's like Lewis Black says the F word a lot, but David Tell like gets like graphically vulgar. So it was it was two totally different things. They could handle the F word. They couldn't handle some of David Tell's stuff. So I could see that. But it was it was it was a good show. Have you ever been to any comedy shows at all? Yeah, I've seen Josh Wolf and I think that might be it actually. Yeah, that's it. I've been to Josh Wolf. Yeah, really? Have yeah. you been to a lot? I've uh I've seen Rodney Carrington over in Lafayette. That was like two thousand eight. 2009 somewhere back then um that was fun another bob and tom kind of comedian lots of songs like he played all of them and uh had giant inflatable penises on stage for jesus you know one of his songs about his penis (laughs) and i it was he was in a a good place to do his comedy because he's very western midwestern family kind of guy or you know got the cowboy hat and the jeans tucked in plaid shirt kind you know look to him but uh now he's a really good musician when he plays like his songs and stuff but they're so fucking stupid and funny and like he's got a i'm trying to remember exactly how it goes but it's like he's got a dozen roses and a 10 inch cock or some (laughs) shit like that and he's singing about it yeah see i've never been a big song and dance comedian guy like i didn't i remember you showing us Stephen lynch when we were younger i enjoyed him yeah but other than that like i never got into adam uh adam sandler's um comedy i I, I don't even like his movies i enjoy the uh the music like when you incorporate an instrument like not your whole damn set like i don't want you sitting there the whole time but if you go slide over the piano real quick or uh the drummer special that what's his name did god i can't remember his name saturday night live he's in like all the movies ever he plays uh uncle fester in wednesday right now uh, oh fred armison yeah fred armison did his little drummer performance and it was a, basically like comedy for drummers and going over the instrument itself and joking about the eras but he played like 20 some different drum sets all through different eras of music and played the styles that they were known for on it. But it's like, this guy is such a weirdo in his acting roles and his comedy. And then he sits down in such a professional manner to play the drums while he's doing it. And like, it just really impressed me. And then he's got all of the most famous drummers of all the bands. Like you could think of just sitting in there at that comedy show watching. And it like there were some famous people in there, and uh, I don't know. I don't. I didn't know shit about drumming, but damn it, if it wasn't still funny, you know, like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, Dimitri Martin was another one that kind of he was a weird oddball guy. He used music here and there, but he also liked to use drawing. Like, yes, I had props. I love props sometimes, but like I don't really like carrot tops prop comedy like he is a bit all over the place see i've never seen yeah. prop comedy at all i i, I that dig, is not what i'm uh, familiar with magic comedians you know Penn and teller obvious pick but 
Um, one of my all-time favorites that not a lot of people know or remember was the amazing Jonathan. Like, that guy is a fucking nutball, <laughs> and I have loved it. So yeah. I, I've... My first time in Vegas, I saw the amazing Jonathan. Did you? I did. Oh, he's great. God, he's great. So, so yeah. yeah, I've seen that show, um, and he was fantastic. He yeah. was fantastic. It, it's... Uh, it's like if Chris Farley did magic. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way <laughs> yeah. to describe it. It's yeah. basically like if you gave fucking Chris Farley a handkerchief and a deck of cards <laughs> and told him to go fucking do a stand-up bit. Yeah, I totally forgot about the amazing Jonathan. There is a fantastic documentary about him. Is there? It is. Uh, there I is. have to look it up because I had always loved him. Yeah. And like most of the comedy I can remember and think about, it's all the old stuff, like, kind of late night HBO specials and stuff like that. Shit I wasn't supposed to be watching, you know. The Robin Williams specials yes. were fantastic. Uh, oh my I God. remember you having those on DVD and me, I've told Kyla about it, uh, me and Dakota watching them on repeat. Yeah, the Robin Williams specials were great. Um, and it kind of gave you a new perspective on how fucking graphic he could be. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was... Yeah, he got pretty raunchy at times, and it was like, wow, this guy's in all the fucking kids' movies we like, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, him was, and uh, Eddie Murphy. Eddie uh, Murphy's yeah. specials, Delirious and Raw, were good. I yeah. mean, they were, they were classics for sure. So they're making a sequel to what movie with Eddie Murphy coming up? There's a Eddie Murphy sequel coming out. Beverly Hills, Beverly Cop, Hills yeah. Cop. Yeah. This one's called, like, is it? I don't know if they. It's Axel Foley. I think maybe is it Beverly Hills Cop Four? Axel Foley maybe. Uh, three would be my guess, but I can't remember. I thought they did three of them. Did they? I've not seen a single one. This they did three. Added so this one's the fourth head. one. Yeah, I didn't remember the three. I know I've seen one a million times, and I've yeah. seen two a couple times because it's like, oh, this. Never mind. This is two, and then you turn it off. At least that's the way I did. Like, <laughs> yeah. The uh, um the first one's a classic. The yeah. second one is um it's not terrible, but no, it's watchable. It's watchable. Yeah. But you're like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The um so ha so other than Rodney Carrington, have you been to... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Back to that. Um, we seen Jamie Kennedy when he came to town, which was a big bucket list for me because ever since Malibu's Most Wanted, everybody's <laughs> called me B-Rad. Um, and it was like, uh, it just kind of like, I had to go to go. But he, he's kind of, he's got a different kind of vibe to him nowadays. You yeah. Know? He's not quite that weirdo that was on the Jamie Kennedy experience or whatever the show was called. Yeah. Um, he's got a little bit of a darker kind of outlook on life, I feel like. He seemed to be so much more positive in his the early parts of his career. But it was fun. It was still fun. The other, uh, the other comedians that came out, it, it seemed like they were all still on track with using COVID jokes. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, okay, we can switch to something else. Or yeah. <laughs> it, uh, a couple of the guys were hot on the the race jokes, and it's like, okay, we get it. Yeah, yeah. But 
That was that. I yeah, I got that from because yeah. I was at that show. So yeah, and it's that. like we could we can joke about the just you know stupid shit like bitch about your kids or something. But like I'm about sick of that rhetoric. Yeah, yeah. That's why uh, Bert doesn't get into anything and just does comedy. It's why like, one of my. F- favorite bits from him is when he's talking about buying guns yeah and people start cheering some people kind of make some groans he's like listen if you love guns you're gonna hate this if you hate guns you're also gonna hate this (laughs) yeah Yeah. he's like i am not a responsible gun owner you are not gonna like what i have to say at all like nobody is gonna like what i have to say at all so but he's just yeah uh, they the ones that stay out of that lane because they don't want to get into it um Bert and Tom I think are two big examples like uh, yeah I enjoy their comedy I I Dave Chappelle gets into it and I still enjoy his comedy a lot yeah, because he just yeah cuz he just he he just points out what's right in front of your face and nobody wants to say it yeah. it's just like he's just like this is what's going on you know and uh yeah, when he was talking about the WNBA and he said if LeBron James wanted to put on a dress and score 484 points a game, nobody can stop him. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. So they, um, I've seen a ton of comedians over the years. I've seen Bert a few times. And then I went on that boat and saw Bert and Big Jay Okerson and Jim Norton and Miss Pat. I, I've seen Jason Muse, which is Jay fun. and Silent Bob. Oh, okay. I've seen him um, at the Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis. Um, I've seen the amazing Jonathan. Yeah, there. that's that's a I'm a jealous one for that. Which one did you and Dakota go to? I can't remember what. Brian be. Regan. That's what I thought it was. We went to Brian Regan over in Wallbash. God, it's been forever since I've seen any of and his stuff. And he is like. He is mostly clean. Yeah. I think I think he's like 99% clean. Um, and he was hysterical. He's a little neurotic for me. He goes like 100 mile an hour. And it's not one-liners. It's kind of like stories, but still going like, like just like making silly voices and doing weird stuff while he's doing the story, which... I would rather hear like Greg Hahn last night doing the, if you're going to do that, I would rather it be hit fast one-liners rather than trying to tell a story with it. But he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad, but. Located at 430 East Broadway in beautiful downtown Logansport on the bonus level, the second floor of bonus pints is the Lantern. The Lantern is a glowing light in a small town. They're a shop filled with art, clothing, books, and all your current Halloween needs. They are currently carrying cat skull candles, black cat drinking glasses, Halloween-themed dresses and shirts, and some 3D horror decor that will scratch your Halloween itch. Check out their Facebook page for when they are open and what new items they are stocking daily. I would love to see Stephen Lynch. He's one of my favorites. That would be my exception to the musical comedy thing, because I'm pretty sure all of his stand-up is, or, yeah, all of his stand-up is just him on a guitar. Yes. But I remember also kind of as a nostalgia thing and just being hilarious as a child. Yeah, it was good. It was good. 
Um, I've seen Lewis Black a few times. I've seen David Tell. Um, I'm trying to think of any of those other shows that I went to. I haven't been to many, like, comedy clubs um, because there's not a whole lot around here. Right. Um, Or if you go, it's not, like, famous people. Like, I've been to a couple of comedy clubs where it was just, like— Regional. Yeah, it was, like, regional performers, and they were hysterical, but I couldn't tell you what their names were. Yeah. So— I, no, how, I'm terrible. When I saw yeah. Josh, I couldn't tell you anyone but Josh that was yeah. there. Yeah, there was two people that opened up for Jason Muse. I couldn't tell you who they were, but I'm and I think they were both Indianapolis comedians, but I couldn't tell you either one of their names. So, um, but yeah, and I enjoy um, staged podcasts too. Like, and I haven't been to any, but I know they tour now. Yeah, like um, I know Two Bears One Cave does it live sometimes yeah the big one was um smartless with uh jason bateman will arnett and (laughs) And, sean hayes yeah they they like did a tour thing and i thought that that was really cool that would be something to go to they're not really stand-up comics but you put them all on a couch in front of a theater full of people with a celebrity and they can talk for an hour and it's kind of like an in-person podcast. I thought it was. I thought that was a cool concept, and uh, they're on HBO Max with like a documentary showing how you can how they like behind the scenes with them at the air. Not yeah, them at the airport, them at the hotel, and them blowing each other shit, which was just fantastic because they just. Uh, I guess they they blow each other stuff all the time. And so every time one of them says the wrong word at the wrong time, they, the other two like endlessly beat them into the ground for saying the wrong word. And it's a, it's a really good like little documentary, if that's what you want to call it for them. But I know that uh, like um, murders, what is that? My favorite murders and Hey Babe. And like, they've done live shows. Yeah. So that would be something that I would be interested in going and seeing. God, I would love to see a Taste Buds live. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could just only imagine how some of that stuff would go and go live. So, and I watched Burt Cast on the boat, um, and that was with Giannis and Mark Normand. And um, it was good. I mean, it was, it was, it was good. They were saying funny stuff, and, and... I'm not sure that they were being recorded because there were points that got pretty vulgar and Bert was like, this cannot be, leave this room, this cannot, I hope you're not recording. And um, so, yeah, so it, it was funny. It was interesting because that's all it is basically is just them sitting up there chatting just like we're doing now, but they're doing yeah. it in front of a big audience of right. people. So... Yeah, Brad, do you have any bucket list? I know Dad's listed a couple people he wants to see. Oh man, I just see that's tough because I, I, I would love to see just about anyone. I, I almost wouldn't be picky. Um, yeah, I, there's that's a tough choice. Um, I don't know who's still touring out of some of the older comedians and if they're still like telling relevant jokes either. <laughs> right, you know, because it's like, eh, they get dated, and it might be funny to me, but it also might be the same jokes I've heard. <laughs> right, right. Um, you always run into that, yeah. whether or not you're going to get that or not. No, I don't. I, yeah, I'd have no idea who to even think of. 
Um, I guess it would just depend on the scale too. Like stadium show, definitely not going to be picky. If I know it's going to be a packed stadium for a super famous comedian, I'd be down to go, and I wouldn't care who it was. Just like to experience it, or like um, anytime I travel to a new city, I have like a list of things I look up, and live music, live comedy, and then um, like I always look for like hidden speakeasy type places too. Um, but I never find any live comedy going on when I'm in town somewhere, and I have free time. It's like. It's never there, and I always struggle to find live music too. But um, yeah, I kind of that's how I want to pick up the comedy is like just I'm here, it's going on, let's go in and see what's up. Right, right, yeah, yeah. That's um, not that that was this situation, but I I get what you mean. Just going to see yeah. something, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I um. A few years back, went and saw Mick Foley at in Lafayette, and um, the wrestler Mankind, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, whatever you want to call him, he goes by many names. Um, and it was it it was interesting because it's the storytelling that I like. It was wrestling based, which I love. Yeah. And, um, but it was funny stories that had happened to him over the years. Just like, so they really weren't, I mean, you have to craft them. So they're still kind of jokes. So you could tell that he had, he had been working with, people to make sure that his stuff like his his story flowed um and that's kind of how he did it and i know that like him um chris i think chris jericho's doing it now really jake the snake roberts um all like there's a bunch of the old wrestlers like i don't think they go on on tour but i think that they do do some of that stuff where they do shows uh, yeah where they do shows where it's almost like uh it's mixing comedy and spoken word almost is what it is. Storytelling, storytelling, right. comedy type I'm stuff. I'm going to tangent this. Is Jericho also still doing his um, Fozzie band? He is. He's doing the band. He's doing <laughs> his podcasts. He's doing um, he's doing comedy and he's doing a cruise. Really? Yeah. Jesus, he's doing a lot. Yeah, there's a rock and wrestling cruise where like Fozzie, they have a bunch of bands. Fozzie's the main one, and then they put a ring in the middle of the the boat, and then they wrestle. So yeah, Damn. yeah, yeah. I just my, thought about I, it. My ideal weekend, right? Not everybody's, but my. I mean, I think weekend. that'd be pretty entertaining. Yeah, my ideal weekend for sure. Somebody I'm gonna mention, and you. You put them together with comedy, but they're not stand-up at all. And it's music-based. But I can tell you right now that I saw them uh, last year, and they were entertaining as all get out. And they had the biggest crowd that I've ever seen for a sideshow act. And that was Tenacious D. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I, would I got a buddy I would love to take. To see Tenacious see, D. So I saw Tenacious D at Louder Than Life last year. And, um, well, I guess it be, would have been two years ago now. Yeah. It would have been two years ago. Well, yeah, this not this past Louder Than Life, but the one before. So... Um, 2022. 2022. 
And they were on the second stage in between, um, I want to say, Evanescence and Bring Me the Horizon. They might have been on the same time as Bring Me the Horizon. I'm pretty sure the crowd for Tenacious D was bigger than the crowd for Bring Me the Horizon. Oh, I could have told you that would have yeah, happened. There was, I mean, they had crammed. And I love Bring Me the Horizon. They had crammed 20,000 people into that little space in front of that tiny stage. You could not move. It felt like when the crowd moved, you weren't even on your feet. You had to go wherever the crowd was going. It was incredible. And they were great. Amy Lee came out and did a song with them. Like, they were fantastic. And it's not really stand-up, but it's, I mean, it's, it's definitely comedy. it's definitely comedy. It's definitely comedy because yeah. it's, I mean, Jack Black and Kyle Gass at their best. So, um, that was that was very, very entertaining. And I would love to see a full Tenacious D show because I got a cut down version, yeah. you know, headlining I'm, for a festival that was only like 45 minutes long. I'm still surprised they were on a side stage. Yeah. Just with how big of a name Tenacious D is. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But they really didn't fit that. Like, the they didn't fit the bands that day. Yeah, so, but it wasn't the whole point of changing louder. Or no, that's Sonic Temple. I'm thinking of yeah, never mind. Yeah, so they really didn't fit the bands that day because it was like Hailstorm, um, Hailstorm, Evanescence, Bring Me the Horizon, Nine Inch Nails, and then oh, oh yeah, yeah, by the way, in between all these bands, Tenacious D's on the side stage, and it's like, what? How does that even work? Like. But it was uh, there's only two of them. Put them yeah. on the smaller stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it, I mean, it worked because, like I said, there were thousands and thousands of people over there to watch them, and you could not get through for nothing, like just nothing. And the crowd was packed in there like sardines. Um, but I, I would love to see their full show because, to me, I, I, I think that they're, I think they're comedy gold for sure, for sure. Oh so. yeah. I guess it'd be pretty cool to see one of the like official roasts, like to be able to oh. televise like the roast of some fucking. Yeah, I love celebrity. watching the clips yeah. of the roast of Justin Bieber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, New York Friars Club yeah. roast, like one of those things. Yes, that would be that would be good. That would be good. The um, there's. And on my list, Chappelle, I would love to see Chappelle. I would love to see Kevin Hart. I think he's funny. I enjoy his comedy. Surprisingly enough, I've never seen Tom Segura. Yeah, that surprises me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would love to go out and see him. I mean, there's several on the list that I haven't seen. But like I said, sometimes they come out with these tours and they're yeah. not in. They're either not in Indianapolis or they're in Indianapolis on like a Wednesday night. And it's like yeah. the worst night possible for out-of-towners to try to drive to Indy to see a show. Dude, they always midweek all kinds of stuff. It ain't even just comedy. It's like anytime they come through the state, they're like, oh, just do it on a Wednesday so we don't have to see as many of these fucking <laughs> yeah. idiots. <laughs> what do we have here besides corn and meth, honestly? Yeah, yeah but so. we can... We can laugh. Yeah, we can. <laughs> we can. Laugh. So there's, I, I know there's a comedy club up yeah. in Fort Wayne and there's a comedy club in Indianapolis. And I think they're both, I think like mid-level comedians like hit them. Yeah. Like um, when I, 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 I'm on both their mailing lists just in case like I see something that pops up. Um, I mean, they're usually there Thursday, Friday, 
Saturday, Sunday or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I think that it was like the biggest name was on there was maybe Kevin Nealon or Hannibal Burris, which I think are funny guys. I don't, I don't know that I drive to Fort Wayne to see either one of them, but I've done. I've seen him on roast, but I don't think I've ever seen Hannibal Burris's stand up or any clips or anything like that. Yeah, I only remember him from the movie Tag. So it's yeah, you're better off than I am. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about? Yeah, I was yeah. just kind of sitting here like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like, whoever that is. He does have kind of a weird like. He's got a weird he, face. He's got <laughs> way of talking. Sweet. He's got a. He does, yeah. Yeah, he's got this like Lear. Bill like I think I saw his stand up once maybe or like a 5 minute clip and he's got this bit on Bill Cosby. Yeah, that I think got him in some trouble too. But Well, I know that one of the clips I've seen um of people talking about him, it was during a rose, someone made the joke that he's the only accuser of Bill Cosby to still be left standing or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. He's got something to do with Bill Cosby, but I don't know what it is. Um, I'd never seen Big J Okerson, but I got to see him on the boat, which I enjoyed. That is you had brought up. I had said his name, but you had Jim Brewer. Oh yes, I I love Jim Brewer in the sense that like, you know, everybody knows him from Half Baked, and like he looks like a stoner but none of his comedies really stoner or, or at least it didn't used to be and like his old stuff when he impersonate acdc like that bit fucking the I hokey pokey it. yeah yeah i love that whole bit um that whole that whole set was good for him and i don't know he just had a nice kind of not as eccentric and crazy as he is now kind of tone to his comedy common people problems or just his frustration with the world or some stupid shit. But I don't know. I just always enjoyed the way he was so expressive too. like his movements on stage, big movements. Yeah. You know, I could tolerate uh, Dane cook a little bit, but I think he, he even used to poke fun at Dane cook. If I'm not mistaken, he did a thing where he made fun of him on stage. Right. Yeah, acting like a dinosaur or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I think he did. I think there was. I think there was a bit where he kind of made fun of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, Jim Brewer would be a great one to see. But I know he's getting a little out there. Yeah, that politically anyway. Oh, is he? Yeah, he just. Yeah, he's one of those sit in his house kind of. The government's against me, man. Oh, okay. So a little too much. If he somehow listens to this and gets offended by it, sorry, buddy. (laughs) See those ones, I would love to see just so I could get a laugh at how fucking out there they're. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. I don't care what political stance people have, but if you're going to talk about it, I'm probably going to find a reason to laugh at you. He's he does good with his podcast. Like he's got a decent podcast. It's not too long of a runtime. I haven't listened to it in a while, but yeah, he gets kind of conspiratorial. You know, a little bit thinking about all kinds of crazy things that are going on and what they're putting in our food. <laughs> I love the conspiracies. Yeah. You had brought up Dane Cook. I used to love Dane Cook's comedy. He pulled me out quick. That was the problem. And then he like, yeah, he kind of disappeared. Yeah, I think that was because... I think he burned a lot of people yeah. out. Yeah. That name sounds familiar, but I can't put a yeah, face to it. He had like it. a lot of specials like really quick. 
and then was like selling out arenas and then just kind of disappeared. Yeah, he was in a lot of movies too. Yeah. It's like we had just too much of him too quick. Bet he made a lot of money. Hopefully he, he still didn't. got it all. Well, I think his brother robbed him of a lot of it. Uh, and that's why he disappeared because his brother was like stealing money from him or something. He had like sue his brother for money. And yeah, I think it got ugly there for a while. Yeah. And then, and right along those same lines of Dane Cook, Daniel Tosh. Oh. His stand-up was of, fantastic. Yeah. But then he did that Tosh.0, which was funny-ish. But That's then the only it thing kind I've ever burned, seen. It kind of burned out his comedy, was that Tosh.0. Yeah. But when, whenever he comes back after that has been like, oh, shit, this is the original Tosh. This is like a Tosh from before the show kind of. Yeah, I, I saw where he started a podcast or he's got yeah. a podcast. And uh, I saw a couple of clips from it, and he yeah. did seem like the old Tosh yeah. instead of whatever Tosh.0 kind of turned him into. Yeah. And I always thought his comedy was great. I just wasn't a huge fan of Tosh.0. Located at 430 East Broadway in beautiful downtown Logansport on the bonus level, the second floor of Bonus Pints, is Savini Comics. Savini Comics has all your toys, Gaming and comic needs. We have Dungeons and Dragons. We have Magic the Gathering. We have Pokemon. We have Disney Lorcana. We have Marvel and DC comic books. We have Marvel and DC figures. We have Star Wars. We have wrestling. Come join us at Savini Comics for all your gaming, toys, and comic book needs. While I'm talking about that, like, so there's Tosh, and then there's um, Bobby Lee oh. and Andrew oh, Santino. I, I, I enjoy both. I enjoy Andrew more than I do Bobby, but I enjoy both of them. See, and like, I've talked to people that are like, I love Bobby Lee, but I can't stand Andrew Santino. See, I can't stand most of Bobby just talking about how awful his life is yeah. constantly. Yeah, and... and at least those are a lot of the clips I see. Yeah. Um, all the clips I see are Andrew Santino making fun of Asians. That is like all that I see yeah. I, is that. He does it specifically to irritate Bobby. Yeah. yeah. I love the, so. the one where he has the mini gong behind him and he starts doing the voice. And Bobby's like, dude, seriously, quit that. And he's like, oh, okay. And smacks this gong behind him. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It's it's entertaining to see him make fun of him. He was like, he he told Bobby that he was yellow. And Bobby is like, I am not yellow. And he goes, dude, you're wearing a yellow shirt. And to me, it looks like you're wearing long sleeves. And he is like, I can't even tell if you're wearing short sleeves, long sleeves. And Bobby is like, you've got to stop. And he's like, I think this is hysterical. And it's, but like I said, I, I, a few people I've talked to like love Bobby Lee and they can't stand Andrew Santino. Uh, Theo Vaughn oh, is another I, one. I, I not, love Theo. I don't really watch much of his stuff. So his he's, he's not my flavor. No. His, Theo is yeah. my spirit animal. Yeah, his podcast is interesting. Um, I can stand it in bits and pieces. I can't do all of it all the time. Yeah. Um, his comedy is okay. It's not. It's not my favorite, but he's got some bits that I enjoy. I just love how out there he is. Just 
fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah he is absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. I have now, this countless we- clips saved of him. This weekend, um, because I saw a clip this morning, so this weekend, like yesterday, he was on the college football game day. Oh, geez. yeah, um, yeah. Which I was watching Alabama that. and Georgia. Yeah, we were watching that at work uh, okay. yesterday in between counts. And, and that is somebody that I have seen. I saw Pat McAfee's yes. comedy live. Yes, see. And his stand-up was phenomenal because his stories and the way he tells them of him getting arrested and him meeting, like, Peyton Manning for the first time. Is he doing the New Year's Eve party again? In Indy? Oh, I don't know. Have you ever heard of that? Uh-uh. Every year he hosts a big-ass New Year's Eve party, like Pat McAfee, and you just, anybody can go. And it's like a big New Year's Eve party. Well, at least I know what I'm doing for New Year's yeah. now. Um, I don't know if he still does it. I know he did it for a few years. I wanted to go down real bad, and <laughs> me and Alex had thought about it at one point, but we never we never fully committed and bought tickets to go. But right. But yeah, he hosts a big ass New Year's party. Huh. That's interesting. He still still does it. His um yeah, his comedy was is gold. Like he just him meeting everybody and him getting drafted and his drinking stories were were phenomenal. So um yeah, he's he's a guy that again, like like kind of did storytelling slash stand up comedy. You know, and then, and, and he's not, I can't imagine he's going to ever do it again, but I mean, he's a podcaster, comedian, wrestler, sportscaster, you know. I've only ever seen him clips of him talking on sports networks. Okay. Yeah. No, he, I mean, he's, well, ESPN bought his show for, I, uh, is that why I see him constantly now? Billion dollars. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. That man made money. <laughs> so, yeah, he's made by far more money in the entertainment business than he has playing football. That's for sure. And way less brain damage. Yeah. Well, he was only a punter. Oh, okay. But, yeah. He wasn't out there. Hey, I hear goals. I hear football. I just assume no. you probably have brain damage. He was, he was known for being the punter that would chase somebody down, which kickers are usually not known no. for. But there, there are clips of him. If you Google like Pat McAfee uh, tackles, there are clips of him chasing like people getting kickoffs and and breaking away and he he chases them down and just destroys them oh, Jesus. and he, he always took pride in the fact that he was willing to do that also th- granted i know kickers still have to be fit but seeing clips of him i would not have thought kicker oh yeah yeah not not what i first thought when i see him yeah, he's got a fantastic. He used to be a place kicker, so he was at West Virginia University as a place kicker, and um, they draft the Colts drafted him, and he got a call, and they were like, um, "Yeah," and he's telling this up on stage. He's like, uh, Bill Pullian calls me, and he's like, "Hey, we've dra- we're going to draft you with the next pick," and he's like, "You're going to be an Indianapolis Colt," and he's like. Oh, cool. And he's like, wait a minute. Don't you have Adam Vinatieri? And he's like, yeah, we're going to draft you as a punter. You know how to punt, right? And he goes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can do that. And he's like, okay. I hung up the phone. I looked at my dad and was like, dad, we've got to go out in the yard because you got to teach me how to punt. 
And he's like, what? And he's like, the Colts want me to punt. And I just lied to him and told him I could. And he's it's like, I need to go to punter school. And he goes, because I don't have a clue how to do it. And wow. It's like, yeah. So he went and, you know, he went out and and uh, learned how to punt. And that's how, it, like, he, but he was not a punter. He wasn't a football player through a lot of his high school, he was a soccer player and then transitioned to football all you need, to get baby. a scholarship to be a kicker, you yeah. know, at West Virginia. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how he, he transitioned into it. But, yeah, he was like, I had never punted a football in my life, but I wasn't about to tell the Indianapolis Colts that wanted to pay me money to be a punter that I couldn't punt the ball. So I just went ahead and did it. So it's, uh, it's an, it was an, he, he was good. His stand up storytelling, whatever you want to call it was, was good for sure. Did you find anything on his party? No, I couldn't drag anything. I'll have to look okay. <laughs> I think it might be old. Oh, uh, okay. You might not All do right. it no more. Sons of bitches. So you guys got anybody else? I think I've liked popped off like thousands of names i feel like all i know really is the modern ones you know joe Ro i love joe rogan i know we haven't talked about him a lot i enjoy his stand-ups i enjoy his podcast i thoroughly enjoy just the fact that he can at this point do and say whatever he wants yeah yeah and, and austin texas seems to be a hotbed where they all keep oh, going yeah. now too well now he's built the club there so yeah yeah so joe and, and he tom got and somebody else all live in Shane. austin Shane Gillis, okay. And all, Ron White. Oh, okay. All live in Austin now. They're, he's trying to get Joey to move down there. Yeah. So that way he can get Joey in the club repeatedly. <laughs> and that would be something else. Yeah, say, I know that that's kind of where they're going is Texas. All right, how about sketch comedy? What was your favorite sketch comedy show or like certain bits? I am I am I'll old, take a step back from this one. <laughs> I am old school Saturday Night Live. Right. Like right. I am just Saturday Night Live golden age when I was in high school 94 to 98 when they had Sandler Spade Rock. Yeah. Big um, I'm a big David Spade Farley um there. uh you I, know and then the, you kind of morph into Will Farrell and Sherry yeah. O'Terry and the cheerleaders and but I I mean I loved got Chris Farley doing van doing Matt Foley you know living yeah. in a van down by the river yeah yeah is um I mean and then him the, when they're all dressed like girls Spade yeah. Farley and Sandler are all dressed like they're girls that work at the um what the it's a, like yeah they work at like the gap or something yeah and, and chris farley's eating fries like it's yeah. going out of style but saying he's on a diet yes and, yes yeah. yeah that that was my that was my favorite i never did get into mad tv i had certain parts of mad tv that i like to watch and some that i didn't i absolutely hated miss swan with a burning passion Fuck <laughs> I hated the Miss Swan bits. <laughs> like I, I still laugh about it in some like some cases, but like it was so frustrating to watch half the fucking time. And um, she was the one. Um, 
How oh. she's done so many movies. She's Bernstein. a great actress. Yeah, and she yeah. I think I know who you're talking she's about. Fantastic. Uh, Miss Maisel. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, it's her. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. I, uh, I think yeah. I know what you're talking about. As far as any other skits from that, I'm trying to think. Frank Caliendo's impressions were always pretty good. Um I liked Ari Spears out of that. He would do the the Charles Barkley and Shaq impersonations hey, sh- yeah. and stuff like that. Um, or Stewart. The one thing no, I remember. <laughs> the one thing I remember from Mad TV was, yeah. look what I can do. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was a big one. That was the one thing I remember. Um, In Living Color, though, was like that was the the one I think I watched the most, but it was always the one that was on the least. And I yeah, was, yeah, it had the shortest was, run. Yeah, well, when I was younger too, so I never had the opportunity to watch it much. But I love Jim Carrey. Like you can't go wrong there. Yeah, Fire um, Marshal Bill. I guess there you go. There's a bucket list. If he were to ever do a stand up bit, I hope I get a seat that. Ah, that would be the one. But he never like once he hit the movies, he kind of didn't do stand up anymore at all. Yeah. Yeah, right. it's funny because you hear them talk about stuff. Like, the goal used to be stand-up sitcom, sitcom movie. Yeah. And and that was the goal. Now the goal is to become a comedian and, like, club theater arena. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do a sitcom and a movie to be successful. Yeah. You just need to be able to sell 20,000 seats in an arena. Like if you can do that and do that consistently through the country, like you don't need to do sitcoms and movies and and comedians would rather have the freedom to do the specials and the podcasts and the things like that than have to be duck to a show or a movie. Well, and they squeeze those in in between their shows on the way through. Like, a lot of the podcasts you watch where they have the celebrity guests, it's like, okay, this is the night in between two things, and, like, they don't want to go out doing stuff, and they're getting paid to go be a guest or something, you know? Right, right. So it's like, yeah, I'll go sit in a room and bullshit for a couple hours and (laughs) make a fucking ass load of money. (laughs) Yeah, and with Zoom and teams and different uh, programs on your computer you can yeah. talk to anybody anywhere now yeah with a webcam and and do the podcast i mean yeah. i mean you really truly honestly can because i know that mick foley does one now and um half the time he's somewhere in a hotel room and they're not doing it live so it's um you know uh, it, it's amazing what they can do with technology now so to take it back to the sketches, because I actually did think of one. Have either of you two seen um, Gillian Keeves on YouTube? I don't think so. It is Shane Gillis, and I don't know who the other guy's name is. I'm going to guess it's something with Keeves, but um, it's basically Key and Peele, but their version of it. Oh, okay. So you might have seen like on Instagram reels or whatever, the clip of Shane. It looks like almost like a clip from a TV show of Shane in an airplane on the phone yelling at a guy while it's crashing. Oh, I haven't seen that. Okay. There's 12 episodes of it and that e- obviously each um YouTube video has its own theme, but that one specifically is one of my favorites. It's 
they're taken off in an airplane, they're in the sky, and then all of a sudden they get some turbulence and it starts to go, both the engines blow, I believe is what it was. And the captain gets on and it's like, hey, you know, call your loved ones. You're go- We're going down. We're going to try to land, but call your loved ones. And you just hear people get out their phones, start talking, and then you just hear Shane get out his phone and, hey, yeah, is this Bob from Toyota dealership? Fuck you, buddy, and just start screaming at him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you fucking pussy. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, you want to do something about it? I'll be in the parking lot in 10. Yeah, be there. Be there. And this lady looks over and is just like, what What are you doing? He's like, what? Do you expect me to call my wife and get bitched at for the last 10 minutes of my life? No, I'm going to give someone something to think about. And all of a sudden, <laughs> this lady and passengers start looking over, and you just hear everyone, hey, fuck you, buddy, and just everyone <laughs> break into it. But, yeah, they got a bunch of different skits like that on youtube yeah that was another one key and peel was oh, a good yeah. one yeah i've key seen a couple of key and peel now that i think about yeah it. key and peel was a good one Chappelle show yeah. was good um when we were kids all that you know uh, well, uh me and levi yeah you want I, I don't know if you remember hey no. man we got a ton of gap between <laughs> us hey i in fact <laughs> you're not wrong i forget man i forget um y'all forget i'm only 24 <laughs> it was like um when saturday night live was big your parents would be watching it and you you know waited until your channel came on with all that it was basically like the teenage version of snl and uh, it's where Good Burger was born. Like uh, Keenan, you know, and Kel, man, like that. That is like kind of it's feeding into our our uh, media right now. The new Good Burger movies coming out, and it. Oh yeah, that's where all that's from. <laughs> yeah, right over my head. God. <laughs> yeah, Who see, and that's that's like um, that's after mine. Yeah, I and mean, that's yeah. after my time. So. Well, I'm and if thoroughly. he didn't watch it, that means you didn't have it on your TV. Correct. Yeah, I correct. was thoroughly uncultured. My childhood yeah, was spent yeah. playing video games or being outside. Not a lot of TV time. Dad Shoot, bitches man. about that. Apparently, I couldn't sit down and watch anything. Yeah. Watch some <laughs> damn TV. You're too active. I wouldn't watch movies, wouldn't watch TV, apparently. Now I will, obviously, but... I mean, I was a pretty active outdoor kid, but I always, like, I had my time where TV... TV time was a necessity because I done fucking ran all over hell and back outside. I'm tired. <laughs> See, my TV time was like Teen Titans yeah. and a lot of superhero TV shows. I'd sit down and play with my Legos and put on a show and just sit there and like watch it while I'm building. It was always some, yeah, I rarely ever watched cartoons. Like there was only a handful of cartoons I'd ever watch. And then it was like adult shows. Like, what the fuck is this kid doing watching this? Like, I don't know. I liked it better. <laughs> Very vulgar. I learned a lot of cuss words early on, you know. Yeah, say so I I did not I don't know what all that is. I like it was all Saturday Night Live for me. Like no, even I go I don't think I've seen Saturday Night Live even when, once. Even going back through to the seventies, the old original stuff. And I wasn't born then, but I remember going back and watching them. So but yeah, I, I guess I didn't realize there were so many because I Living Color and Key and Peel and Chappelle Show all kind of escaped yeah. me. So I guess there were quite a few sketch shows that came out. Oh, and there's there's some we're forgetting because oh, I yeah, feel I'm like sure. I know exactly like there's something that I just used to watch, but I can't remember it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure there were more. The um. 
Yeah. So I've like, is there anybody that you want to see particularly Levi? I mean, I've always been trying to see Ari Shafir, Joe Rogan, Bert and Tom, those big four and Daniel Sloss. Those are really my five that I would die to see. Yeah. Yeah. I know that they've talked. Um, Bert is doing another cruise in like a year and a half. So I'll, I, I mean, I hope to get on that boat, um, but that'll be, um, I, I'll be interested to see what kind of lineup he puts together for that. Um, he's still on tour. Yeah, he doesn't ever stop. Yeah, I Him and Tom both. Yeah, I don't think he ever stops. So. Granted, Tom always has fantastic names for his tours. Yeah. You know, like I'm the I'm coming everywhere tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he does. So, um, does anybody have anything else? Um, I don't know. Not really. Okay. I mean, All right. Like comedians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to their podcast. I, like I mean, jokes. that's about it. I like jokes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps up this episode of Pints and Pages then. So I'm Nick. I'm Brad. I'm Levi. And uh, we are recording from Logan Tech. So thank you, Tony for um, running everything for us and letting us use the uh, space. And we are going to say goodbye. See you next time.